You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. From the Pantera Swan Song, or is it? Reinventing the Steel, that is Hellbound. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM. With Big Mix Lee, I am Spicoli, and we are pleased to announce our esteemed guest, Mr. Sterling Winfield. Yay. It's been Woo-hoo. six years since we started this program, and you've been my in my top five of who to talk to since who, we started. I want to know who the other four are. <laughs> right. Um, you did it. Now you have to answer it. King Diamond. There you go. Lovely human being. Andy uh, Parker from UFO. He Don't lives know. in He lives in uh, either Glen Rose or uh, Granbury, one of those two. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> you weren't ready, were you? No. See, well, Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative. He lives him. in Frisco. Model human or little, being. little Elm, one of those towns. Uh, actually, he moved a little further north, but he's still in the Texas area. There you go. That's three. <laughs> three will work. Three will work. That's Thank a majority. I, I just like the way Sterling comes in here and takes over the comp- show completely <laughs> and starts his own interview. Ain't my first rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> see how this is going to go. We're glad you're here. Thank you for being here Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, man. It's Appreciate been a long it. time. You look great. You see you lost some weight on top, but you look great. Yeah, yeah. Cut the hair. Cut the wig. But, but you, uh, had, you know you had great hair. I did, I did, really you did. know, and I just got tired of it at one point because I got back to working live shows and it was getting in my face, getting in my mouth, and I was like, yeah. I gotta get rid of this. And I gotta admit, I was in love with it for a while, but I am thinking of growing it back. Awesome. And the wife will be happy to hear that. Nice. So... There you go. You heard it here first. Let's rock He's yeah. growing right. his hair back, folks. Great show. I'll see you guys right. later. Going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, I have to say that you look a lot more relaxed than the last time I saw you. You were having a heck um, of a, you know, last six months there. Yeah, so. a little bit of the weight of the world on me. Yeah, I'm feeling like. Well, uh, what's been going on that's had you so stressed out? I can't imagine. Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, everything going okay at home? Everything all right at work? Uh, yeah. Did something suddenly come up yeah, could, that yeah. you just had just, to address and keep you on edge for six months? La- last minute for the you yeah. know last two years. <laughs> two years? Wow! Damn! Yeah. It's wow. been that long. It's been yeah. talks. Yeah, huh? it's been it's been going on for a while. But finally, uh, yeah. everybody got happy with the situation, and uh, you know uh, yeah. the the Pantera tribute. Celebration is on tour. Nice as uh, as we speak. In fact, yes. they just did Santiago, Chile tonight. Sadly, though, uh, Rex missed this one. He tested positive for COVID, and so he's quarantining right now. And I just want to say shout out to him and say yeah. get, get well soon, dude. Get well quick, man. Yep, absolutely. He'll be, he'll be right back out there as soon as he can. Get well. <laughs> Wash your hands, sir. <laughs> yep. Wash your hands. Yeah. We're going to have plenty of questions about that, I'm sure. But yeah. Washing hands? Yeah, that too. Or uh, Rex washing his yeah, hands. I, there's a song you have to sing when you wash your hands, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway. I know the brush your teeth song. Let me know when you need help with that one. <laughs> All right, good. The wife just texted, yes, grow it back. <laughs> So oh. there you, go. you know what? I think next time around we should just have her come in and do the interview because we'll probably get to know a lot she more about you. Tell you some stories. <laughs> uh, so okay, we're going to start from the beginning, Sterling. Because not everybody go. knows. First, you. let's tell everyone who Sterling is, just no, in case they've that. been living under a rock. Mr. Yeah. Sterling Winfield, producer, engineer, Renaissance man, teacher. Been around. How long have you been in the area? Your whole life? Uh, since I was. 
19. 19? Yeah. So, for years. <laughs> uh, I think I got a problem with the console over here. Hold yeah. On. I didn't hear you there. Uh, yeah, fifty, almost 53 now. So, quite a while. I've been here longer than where I grew up. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, you're one of us now. Longer than I haven't. <laughs> right. Now, how did you get started doing what you do? And how did you get onto the radar of the Pantera camp? Or were you already friends with them? Uh, long story short, um, it was kind of a weird lark, lightning moment in my life. Uh, I was going to school over in Eastfield. A lot of you locals know where that's at, over in Mesquite Junior College. I was making good grades, and uh, but it, the college thing just wasn't for me. I hated school anyways and uh i was just like what am i doing here and so i talked to my dad who uh he he was a singer songwriter uh for very long time kind of caught the music bug from him and it was me and him that kind of really appreciated the music in my house my mom and my brother uh both appreciate music but didn't really uh have any desires to be musical or anything right. like that didn't have any music business uh, type stuff in them and so anyways he said well what do you want to do right. and i said i think i want to be in the music business but i don't want to be a musician because i see how hard that you've struggled and and still haven't done anything with it and i don't want to uh just live that life and the, the ironic thing is i ended up living that life anyways sure. but uh <laughs> yeah isn't that funny sure uh but then he said hey you're always messing around with all your gadgets and and your amp and and, and you you always liked recording things from the time that you were a little kid so why don't you go be a recording engineer and it had never occurred to me ever right and so it was kind of a, a weird i never even thought of that Thanks, Dad. There is a man that records music. <laughs> and so, yeah, that ended up being uh, where where I went. And they sent me down the road. Uh, him and my mom found a guy over in Irving, Texas, a local recording legend named Phil York. Okay. And uh, he had done uh, the Red-Headed Stranger album with Willie Nelson. Uh, he cool. was a he was a beautiful man, a great dude, and uh, he will be missed again. Yeah. F, F cancer, right? Uh, that's what he passed of several years ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, went to his little thing, uh, his little apprenticeship, I guess you want to call it that. It was just me and him one on one, and he got me my first job uh, mixing sound for a local blues band, uh, the Brown Hawk Band, and uh, I. I'll go into detail later about that, but uh, that was a tough gig, man. And then I went to work at uh, Dallas Sound Lab and uh, worked there for a few years being an assistant and, and a gopher. And, you know, I told them I'd do anything to work here. This is the best sure. studio in the Southwest. I want to work here. And they said, great, there's the coffee maker. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I, that's how I got in. That's the old yeah, fashioned sure. way, you know, took out trash and, 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 and made coffee and then ended up doing sessions. And then I worked there for a couple of years and then who walks in the door, but Pantera, you know, nice. and it didn't happen exactly like that, <laughs> right, but right. I'm just doing sure. the abridged version here. <clears throat> but yeah, man, that's how I ended up in the music business. 
So w- when when Pantera first walked in like that, you were an assistant kind of thing, or yeah, what, I know? was assistant. They sure. they had okay. called Terry uh, Date had called one day, was asking for uh, just wanted to know what kind of gear we had. Our our uh, uh, receptionist at the time, Lisa Boudreau, buzzed back. She knew I knew the gear and said, "Hey, there's some guy on the phone named." Terry Date wants to talk about that. I said, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, he knew who Terry was, you know. And so I jumped on the phone with him and gave him the rundown. And in about two weeks, they were there to finish Far Beyond Driven. Nice. So that's how I met him. Awesome. Well, that was my next question. What era of the band was this? And that was it. Ninety three, October of nineteen ninety three. And you helped work on. Far I was, beyond driven. I was assistant engineer on that. Uh, the beautiful and great Mr. Tim Kimsey was the second engineer nice. on that, yeah. and uh, Terry was producing. Sterling, how does it feel knowing you worked on a number one album? An it album went, that it went number one. Yeah. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> debuted at number one. It was it was amazing, dude. I couldn't believe it. In I, the age I'm of a 24 year old yeah. kid, and I and I work on my. <laughs> yeah, right. On this thing. Oh, even sweeter. You were 24 at the yeah. time. That's even awesome. It was oh. insane. I literally, I tell people this all the time, but and, and it's true. I literally got to run away and join the circus. Right. Instantly. In, in the almost age of, instantly. Yeah, right. In the age of Mariah Carey, Hootie and the Blowfish, right. and uh-huh. Ace of Bass, right. yep. Pantera hits number one on the billboard. Not, not Bonnie Raitt out of the top number one spot. <laughs> wow. And... After we were already on tour for a little while, we went to we were going through uh, Nassau Coliseum for like our second time on that run, and we went to the hotel bar. and One of our lighting guys, Todd uh, Todd Metz, he says, "Hey man, I want you to meet somebody." And it's me and Diamond Vinny and the crew. We're all standing in the hotel bar there, and he goes, "I want you to meet somebody." Uh, I used to work for this guy, and he brings over Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> And we're standing there, and he goes, hey, guys, nice to meet you. I've always wanted to meet the guys that knocked my friend Bonnie Raitt out of number one. <laughs> and we all had a drink and a good laugh and a conversation, and it was one, another one of those surreal moments. You know, a 24-year-old kid standing <laughs> wow. at a bar with Pantera and Bruce Hornsby. Nice. That but, is so know, cool. It's a weird story, but yeah. yeah. Wow. I have a weird life. <laughs> we all and we're going to yeah, get more in-depth in that, uh, with that in your weird life, Sterling, after a couple public service announcements. And what are we going to play, Lee? The next song. The next song. Stick around. <laughs> Sterling Winfield on Reckless Rock Radio on KNON. From the reinventing the steel 20th anniversary edition, that is Pantera covering Black Sabbath's Hole in the Sky. It's Reckless Rock Radio on KNON 89.3 FM with Big Mix Lee. I'm Spicoli. We are joined tonight by producer, engineer, the legendary Sterling Winfield. Thank you again, sir, for being here. As the juggalos say, <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> he is the great Malenko, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, uh... Who was the big Sabbath fan in that band? If you could, everyone in the band and crew, everyone was. Oh my God, we were all huge Sabbath Sabbath fans. Now, one of the best Pantera shows I ever saw was Reunion Arena. I was Mm eighteen years old. Pantera and Black Sabbath. One of the best nights of my life. Best tour I was ever on. Nice. So cool. Yeah. Every night I get we were direct support, and every night around the world I get to go 
pack up Rex's bases and then go to the dressing room, grab a couple shots, grab a couple beers, go up to whatever place they had set aside for the band and the crew and we got to watch Black Sabbath, the original Black Sabbath every night. Yeah. It was like, am I here? Am I even here? And you're in some pretty good company to boot. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man. It was like, okay. Yeah, my 12-year-old self was like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. No doubt. This is why I wanted him here for just (laughs) stuff like this. You see why? Now, you see, I I'm thank not, you for finally just, doing if, this. If thing. I start talking about like my cats, yeah, no, or my dog, yeah, you know, time, just, I promise. Just I, I just have head, to say that the um, I was kind of a late Pantera bloomer, mm-hmm. and uh, the first time I saw Pantera was with White Zombie in San Francisco. Okay, and they just destroyed them. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. oh man, that just seems <laughs> so not. Bands did not like to go uh, on after it, Pantera. It, it, it went from like. You know, metal to Fisher Price. It, it, it was a different it was, taste. Oh my! Because was, we did a, we did subsequent tours with White Zombie right. uh, after that. Yes, and, you did. And they were awesome. You know, yeah, it was absolutely. it was Pantera that, that ended the night. You know, just yes. destroyed <laughs> them. Just destroyed them. I had, I had no idea. I was like, yeah. whoa, man. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I don't want to cut in. But <laughs> no, please do. My first Pantera shirt. <clears throat> Is that like that's a uh, that's a legit original? one? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's no bootleg. This nice. is from seventh grade. Yeah. Nice. Pantera, Prong, and Sepultura. Excellent. That was like that was one my, of my first tours with them. It was really hot that day, Sterling. <laughs> Where was that at? Here, that was, was it at here, Jackson? Yeah. yeah. I went with my uh, best friend Nathan. It his was older called Coca Cola Starplex back then. Children. Yeah. <laughs> like so there's any names. children up listening to this, yeah. but. Yeah, man. And her uh, her older boyfriend, uh, Jay. And we were really sad when they broke up because he took us to a lot of cool shows, and that was one of them. Ah. And, uh, yeah, I think I had my eighth grade uh, school picture taken in this shirt. And uh, to be honest, I was honestly a bigger uh, Sepultura fan, but... Uh, I had, I think, my eighth or ninth grade picture uh, was uh, in an Iron Maiden shirt, and I still hear up? about that to this day yeah. from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> she did not like that. Which shirt sure was it? It was. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it was Number of the Beast. Well, yeah. Now, my sure. question is: Did you wear it to school, or did you take it in a oh, bag no, and I switch worked, when you I got wore it to school? All right, I was I just going to say, school. like, you, did your mom say you leave in the house with a nice shirt on? Evidently, it? she and then did you not. Got to school and switched it. All she right. must have went to work or something, yeah, and right, I just right. traipsed right on out of the house with it on, <laughs> smiling all the way. <laughs> so yeah, I was nowhere near that cool. See, I mean, it's man. it's metal. It's a lifelong yes thing. Yeah, it's in your blood. It's I in love your DNA. this guy. So you guys were spoiled. That's what I'm saying. In eighth grade, I didn't have any of this. I was just kind of boring, and yeah, I'm still kind of boring, actually. Nah, nothing no. has changed. Nah, <laughs> you have a lot cooler shirts than I do now. I have older shirts than you. Yes, you most certainly that's, do. That's the difference. <laughs> that's a, that's a nice gray and and gray shirt you're wearing there tonight. <laughs> anyway, you know, all, hey, all shades of gray. Yeah. Um, so we were at, where did we leave you at? You were Well, I was just going to ask him to address the pink elephant in the room. Um, yes. Sterling. Which you, one? There's many. Yeah, there's a lot. Sterling, uh, you just got back from oh, yes. your travels south of the border. You yes, got sir. to see the boys live in action. Yes, sir. It, First-hand uh, account from the front line. 
Well, what did you think? Well, listen, let me let me start this. Uh, this deserves a little uh, backstory. Backstory for sure. Yes. Sure. How did you come know about this? It all started fifty two <laughs> years. Ago. Uh, yeah. When did this come on your radar? You said it's been a couple it's years. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, man. Uh, Vinny passed away. Me and the other heirs of the estate are going through his estate. And uh, this comes up on the radar. And it is... Oh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make the haters feel a little bit better about their miserable lives right now and just say oh, bless that, you, sir. Thank yeah. you for that. And just say that my initial knee jerk reaction was no effing way. Right. There's no way. Right. It cannot be done. Mm-hmm. Not properly. Right. And I it was one of those things where I had to be pushed along just hey this is you know it didn't this didn't all happen at once this didn't all come together last week guys right okay this was something that's been in the works for a while and i was still even skeptical about a month ago when i was invited to go down to new orleans Mm -hmm. to see full production rehearsals right some of these people i hadn't talked to in 10 years sure and what did they think of your hair? <laughs> None of them recognized me. <laughs> I had to literally say Sterling Security. and point Security. at myself. Get this guy out of here. Yeah, it was weird. It was tags. bizarre. It was yeah. bizarre, you know. I hadn't seen these people in a long time and uh there it was a it was weird at first. It was didn't know what to expect, but I will say, and I put a post about it on Facebook. I wrote about it, and it was one of those things where, well, after I picked my jaw up off the floor, I politely said, that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Right. And my, my skepticism was put to rest, and it wasn't about... And the haters are just going to hate. I'm going to leave it at that. Listen, sure. go go be miserable, and that's fine. That's it's, that's the way you want to live. Don't right. go. Well, you used, Please don't go. You used a key word uh, in 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 this in your backstory there. You said properly. It had to be done properly. Yeah. And I think you know uh, the, the the brothers were so kind to everybody that was around them. They, they everybody became family. Absolutely. So it was. It's pretty easy for Dallas Fort Worth folks to and really be well, here, sensitive about it. Here's you know the I mean? here's the uh, the funny part about all of that too is that <laughs> even the people that weren't quote unquote family felt mm-hmm. like they were. Right. That's how they made sure. them feel. Yeah, absolutely, dime. You could you could meet you all you all met him, yes. and you could talk to him for ten minutes and think this is the brother I never had. Right. The first time I met, you know. I, I met Dime was, and, and I don't even remember where it was. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it might have been Firewater or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he came in with a group like they always do. You know, they mm-hmm. had all their friends and family around them or whatever. And they went to the bar and they got around the shots. And he broke out <laughs> of the pack to bring me a shot over at the soundboard and gave me a shot and had a shot with me. And they went back to his group. And that's, that's kind of what he was like. That's yeah. the first time you met him? I, well, I, I don't know. I, I really... Okay, mine was 
very similar. It had to do with shots. He handed me a shot and got me a phone number from the lovely young lady I was speaking with because she thought I knew him. Because she said, you know Dimebag? Like, duh, he just handed me a shot. I didn't know Dimebag. I didn't know him at all. He just, here you go, brother. That was not the first time hanging out with Dimebag got somebody laid. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, that's, he put it, uh, yes. Um, Thank you, Dimebag. Where I was going going with all of that is Wherever you are. Dallas-Fort Worth is very sensitive about this. Uh, And so I I think, you know, uh, it, it had to be handled uh, like you said properly it, well, it, it had to be a respectful thing and um, I, I, I think a lot of folks around here just um, I don't know there there are people that feel that go and, 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 and well listen there's there's several different levels of crazy floating around here. Uh, where, you showed where, us a good one. Comes, right yeah, show. yeah, that was a good one on the basement rock and roll page. Uh, anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, just some people that believe that even though they weren't included in the uh, estates of these two fine gentlemen that they should be allowed to run the whole show and uh, their opinion matters and that they believe even though they didn't know Diamond Vinny that they know Diamond Vinny but Sterling I had a shot with Vinny at Firewater in 2007 and he got me laid he got me laid therefore I know best what he would have wanted well that all being said uh those people are going to be miserable anyways and i got to tell them don't be come come enjoy it from what enjoy i see it's so fun what i've seen uh it's it's very well done it and is so well done when yeah. i was in new orleans i knew it was going to be huge mm-hmm. because i got to see that and then i got to see how serious they are taking this right. how to heart they are taking this Phil and Rex are different people now they are not the same people from 20 something years ago we all are (laughs) supposed to grow as humans you mature you grow up you you realize you you own your mistakes you move forward in your life and and you hope to make a better way for yourself and that's exactly what I see here and then and on the other side of that that coin I cannot think of anyone better to handle the duties of oh, yeah. Diamond Vinny oh, yeah. than Zach and Charlie. I've <laughs> known both of those dudes for a very long time, mm-hmm. and Charlie is just a model human being himself and a monster drummer. And absolutely love yeah. the brothers like you wouldn't believe. And same goes for Zach. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna play it a little. It's not. They're not trying to be Diamond right. Vinny guys. They're yeah. not trying to be that. They don't. They that would be disrespectful. Absolutely, I feel the same way. But they are being themselves and they are having fun. And I think you should come out and do it too. Even just watch some of the videos. You've seen them on YouTube. Sure. Yeah. These crowds are insane. And I think you're going to be missing out if you don't come check it out. And, right. and if you're being skeptical, if you don't want to come out, don't come out. I don't right. care. Right. But at the same time, vote with your wallet. Right. Dude, dude, I did. I'm sorry. I'm, hey, <laughs> listen. They, <laughs> and as far as this Metallica Pantera thing goes, let me tell you something. It's, it's going to be uh, awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. At this, uh, but at the same time, this is not Pantera's 
show. It's Metallica's show, sure. and they're not re- they're not controlling the ticket prices. Right. I think Taylor Swift has something to do with that, <laughs> right. maybe. But uh, listen, you know, it is what it is. That's sure. the world we live in now. And if you can make it, great. If you can't, I'm sure there'll be a DVD or something down the line. Right. I agree. There you go. Enough, enough of that silliness. And yeah, I went to Mexico, and it was sixty thousand screaming people, nice. m- huge mosh pits. Very cool. It was insanity. It was every metal band on the planet in the same place at the same time. It was really cool. Oh, I have questions about the other bands on the bill, but we'll get to that. <laughs> I didn't get to see any of them right. because it was just so everything was so sequestered and I Understood. mean we had right. to take a bus from the hotel that was a two hour ride right. in that traffic and then mm-hmm. we had to take another bus a sprinter van from the dressing room to the stage because uh, that was a 20 minute walk well, if you walked well. you know it was like a mile away <clears throat> so it was weird but it the show was great right I have a couple questions. Go. More. Uh, <laughs> we got to do a couple right. co- uh, quick public service announcements. More with Sterling Winfield. We'll be right back on Reckless Rock Radio, KNON 89.3 FM. From 2003's Newfound Power, as the title track of the Damage Plan. It's Reckless, Reckless Rock Radio on KNON 89.3 FM. We're here with Sterling Winfield, yeah. legendary engineer and producer and Pantera family. Thank you again for being here, sir. Absolutely. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I have a request. What's up? Especially after that last song. Okay. If you're going to end a song that fast, can you leave me two seconds at the end of it? No. Nope. All right. No, because you got to go into the next one. I know. Yeah, two I seconds is in in heavy metal world is I an know, eternity. But I have to like pull is. the fader down that see, fast. You, you know see, what I'm kids, there was this thing at one point in time <laughs> called an album, and it was comprised of many songs from the same band, mostly. And well, okay, right. sorry, I'll yes, stop. that's all right. I digress. I didn't mean to go there. Those but. were great, great things. Bring more of them back, right? <clears throat> so. What's up, give guys? Me a, give me a quick, uh, <laughs> Sterling, give us a quick uh, newfound power. What do you remember about those sessions? Oh, uh, dude, it took a long time. I remember that. It was, uh, we had to shift gears in the middle of it uh, because Pantera was falling apart. Uh, it was a Hail Mary pass kind of situation. Uh, it was a dark time, man. Uh, it was it was a weird time in Diamond Vinny's uh, history, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a very emotional time. It was a very odd time. Uh, it was a very strange uh, thing to be because when it first started out, it it was it was generally put together in a very loose way by just Dime. It was supposed to be Dime's solo album. Okay. Oh, I didn't right. know that. It, it, that's what. That's where the sessions started. Gotcha. Okay, and it was just me and Dime down in the studio. He was putting together ideas. Then as we were kind of moving through some of this stuff, Vinny was like, I think that him and Dime were talking. They knew that the end of Pantera was nigh. You know, whether they wanted to admit it or not, uh, because of the things that were circulating in the news every day. And one thing led to another, and we switched gears from this being Dime's solo album into this has to be as good or better than Pantera. We got to show them that we were the heart of that band, blah, blah, blah. 
whatever else you want to call it. Uh, there was a point come, to be made. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, a score to be settled, a right, point sure. to be made. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I think that the point was made and the, the score was settled. But again, here we are talking about haters. And the, the, the greatest thing about heavy metal mm-hmm. is that the fans are so fiercely loyal. Right. The worst thing right. about heavy metal right. is that the fans are so fiercely loyal. Right. Guilty. And so whenever there's a change, they yeah. don't like change. People right. like their routine. They like, hey, I want some Pantera soup today. Right. Oh, no, this is yeah. damage plan. And, yeah, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth, and so you lose half of your listeners because they're mad at you for doing something different or branching out. And... Right. uh as Dime said, you know, things were getting more and more narrow as, as Pantera went along and then finally the whole demise of Pantera and this was uh this was something that stretched on for about a year and a half right. in the studio. Right. Just just recording and writing and producing and, and, and putting all this together. So a lot of doubt, a lot of you know, a lot of different emotions going on right. in that studio, you know, and then at the same time watching watching the thing you built from the time you were 14 or 15 years old fall apart, right. you know, and I'm sitting there with Diamond Vinny watching it all happen. It was it was crazy, man. And literally 14 or 15 or 16 yeah, years old. Like, exactly. For real. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this whole thing go over <laughs> like the Hindenburg and uh, hoping this next thing catches fire and, sure. and takes off. But, you know, we were... Uh, uh, unfortunately, didn't have enough. Uh, we, we weren't left with enough time to to right. possibly see that happen. Right. So yeah, <clears throat> but it was it was. We had a great time doing it uh, when we weren't sitting there. We weren't. We were definitely weren't. Uh, we were commiserating, but I don't think we were crying in our beer. Right. You know, we were moving forward because we knew we had to. Right. Now, talking about working and everything, uh, if you had to pick one particular song that you would say, this, this is what, this is my prize, you know, this is me, and I did this, and this is my favorite thing ever. If, if you had to pick just one song that you've worked on. Stairway to Heaven. Oh, man. You don't look that old, but <laughs> you, how, you were uh, interning around two? Yeah, was two, two, two and a half. Me and Robert Plant were hanging one day. <laughs> no, man, uh... I am absolutely still to this day blown away by the song on that album uh, called Moment of Truth. Okay. And it, if for nothing else, I think that song just came together uh, in, a, in one of those ways where it was just like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was a very awesome uh, song to watch come together. I'm getting chills talking about it right now. But uh, when Pat put the lyrics to it, and then the night that Dime came down to the studio, it was just me and him, and that two and a half minute long solo that's on there. Mm-hmm. That is one of my proudest nice. moments as a recording engineer Perfect. because it's one take. Wow. Yeah. No overdubs. I mean, there's a couple of harmonies that he put on afterwards, but it was one take. See, so I don't want to stray from uh, any of Spicoli's questions, but you keep you keep feeding me stuff, and like like 
Yes. Go ahead, Lynn. We do need more than one weekend with you, but um, yes. One of the things, Mrs. So Winfield, when, shall, we, correct. shall we when, rent a cabin? When, <laughs> 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 do you like camping? Do you like yeah, camping? Sure, sure, let's go glamping. Um, but uh, so the album, the Pantera records came out, and you know, I was I, I'm a Motley Crue, you know, hair band kind of guy. I'm a guitar player from that Van Halen kind of thing, uh, and you know, the, the Pantera records weren't really what was on my radar at the time. Um, but when I became a very different kind of fan when I heard them live and when I heard the live recordings, um, like I play stuff from the Westwood One. They, uh-huh. uh, okay, I play that on the show. I right. like it. I like that kind of stuff. And when you hear Daryl, um, the one guitar player on the stage all by himself owning it, 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 it you then realize the album's the one thing because you can do overdubs, you can play three guitar parts sure. or whatever. Um, but when, as being in the business, you know, you it goes. Oh, I get it. This is way more. He was an, a monster guitar player. <laughs> okay, so that's when I came. That's when it all turned around for me. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is crazy. Because yeah, this, this guy's out there. He was one of those people that I really do <clears throat> think of. Hendrix, right? Stevie Ray Vaughan, right? Beethoven, even he yeah. was channeling something from somewhere else, mm-hmm. not here. Right. That's what I, I agree. think. Okay, back to you. <laughs> well, I just want to say we're coming up, or we just passed the 18, 18th anniversary mark of uh, his murder, and Sterling. Uh, this, uh, as fans, we you know more in our own way because he touched our lives through with the music. You knew him on a much much deeper level, and I just want to extend my condolences to you on the loss, even though it's been eighteen years, the loss of your friend and brother. Oh, thank you. And appreciate uh, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that day sucked, man. Boy, did it! And the next five years after that, yeah. for me, <laughs> there, are, there are some folks on the crew that I'm not going to name names that um, I knew them before and after, and they're not the same. No, you know, they're no. not the same. No, I am. I, I, uh, I, I don't know if it's survivor's guilt or what, but I say I was fortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, not there. Right. You know. Right. And yeah, the my my bros that were there just. They're not the same people no, that they were before not. that. I it, agree. Something like that changes you. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, on to so happier things. How about <laughs> Way this, to go, guys? Greg. Way to go, Greg. <laughs> Way to bring um, it down. Debbie down. Let's bring it back to uh, present day. <laughs> yeah. The lineup of Pan- the new Pantera. Philip H. Anselmo, Rex Brown, Zach Wilde, Charlie Benante. Now, anytime there's ever been mention of any kind of reunion, yeah. Zach Wilde filling in for dime was always been a no-brainer fans were not going to accept anything they weren't going to if they were going to accept this at all it had to be zach now touch on how charlie comes into all this because i wasn't even uh, sure how he got into the picture but i love how he's owning it online just so gangster, like I had to do this. Yeah, I didn't want anybody else up there. If this was going to happen, I had to play drums for this. I didn't want anybody else doing there it was, but me. There was no doubt in my mind that he would be the one to take over for Vinny. And and let's get one thing straight here, guys. Also, this is not a reunion. Not a reunion. Right. It is not Pantera 2.0. At least not at this point. Right. Okay, guys, and it's not. Whatever you want to think, that's fine. Go ahead and make your assumptions. But it was the media that mm-hmm. called this a sure. reunion. Right. It was 
the media that called this the reformation of Pantera, okay? Not them. They never put this out there as that. They put this strictly out there as a tribute to the brothers and right. for the fans and for the music and for the legacy of this music to bring it to another generation of people. There's there's little kids out there wearing Pantera shirts. <laughs> right. And it's amazing to watch because, yeah, since Dime got killed, there's a whole generation of people that have been born mm-hmm. on this sure. earth, you sure. know? Absolutely. And so, yeah. So that being said, yeah, Charlie, no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. Now, there were some other guitar folks that were brought up, but it do always it, kept it. coming. Do it, do it. No. Come on. No. Come on. No. Come on, no. man. The, I'll, I'll just say this, that the, it would not have been a good fit, and right. quite honestly, they would not have been able to pull it off. Like Steve Vai? That way, I thought he would be great. No. No. <laughs> No, just not kidding. Steve. I. So, I, I, uh, but but yeah. but it always kept circling back around to Zach, and 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 it was kind of like after a couple of times, it was like again another no brainer, right? Because he knew Dime, right? Better, oh yeah, better than oh, sure. most any other guitar player right. on the planet knew him, and so it was. Is it going to be Dimebag Daryl's exact notes and riffs and everything? No, it's Zach Wild, you idiots. Yeah. It's Zach. I actually have something I need to give to you to pass on to somebody that I can't I've say. I've already had syphilis once. <laughs> I can't. I can't say it on the radio. But I got to remind me to give you something to pass on to some folks. Do you want to be alone? No. Uh, now <laughs> the um, lights are already dim. <laughs> Get when you got here, um, I, I completely told you that I'm a, a conspiracy theory kind of guy. Uh huh. And um, <sighs> so now. Here's here, here's my thing. You can answer it if you want. You answered it off the air. You can answer it on the air if sure. you want. Um, so whenever the rumors came out, right, mm-hmm. everybody was like, oh, no, whatever, whatever. Everybody, oh, they, like you said, the haters were going to hate. Everybody else was like, well, we'll figure oh, it out. They're still hating. Right. So I've been called now, all kinds of names over the last month. Oh, I bet. I mm-hmm. bet. For sure. I, yeah. I'm sure you've changed your number four times. No. Um, still the same. <clears throat> Call me. So my Meet thing me is, now, outside. now that this Metallica <laughs> thing is uh-huh. knowledge and like oh wow this is great um i want to say that in my brain when those rumors came out i'm willing to bet money that this metallica thing was already on the table so because you don't put something together like this knowing that people are going to hate or people are going to love it and you know if you don't have a sure thing and you don't know you know i think that there's a whole new comfort level of doing something like this when you know you're going to be playing with Metallica. You know what I mean? So can you or can you not confirm or whatever that this Metallica thing was probably in play when those rumors came out? I would say that I can't speak for any of these folks, and of course I'm not ever going to try, but it, it does make sense from a business standpoint that that was absolutely in play. Right. Because you... Most people think that you go in the studio, you play for five minutes, and then you have a song ready to be released. (laughs) Okay, that's simply not the case. So it takes months and sometimes years of planning to do something like this. And for anyone to think otherwise is just silly. So I would say that's a fair assumption. And uh, I know another little tidbit, but I can't say it on the air, but because of the strange bedfellows of this business sure. that 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 was is probably most absolutely true okay. but but you know I'm, i can't confirm or deny it sure. 
But yeah. All right. It's going to be one hell of a party. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. August 18th be great. at Jerry and World in Arlington. I mean, come on, dude. Metallica and oh, yeah. Pantera. Oh, yes! Yes! I did, a, I did a show with them in uh, with Pantera and Metallica in Mexico City, and it yeah. was huge. Right. It was huge. And so for that to not be the case here is, again... Just silly thinking. And you got Van Halen St- Jr. on the bill as well, thinking, man. Exactly. Hello? You got Wolfgang out there, Everybody man. Everybody loves Come Van Halen. On. Terry Glaze loves Van Halen. Terry Glaze Shoot. loves Van Halen. Everybody loves Van Halen. There you go. Terry loves Van Halen. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. Can I ask one controversial question? This is probably going to be... Do it. Hold on. I got to do this. I got to st- stick to the rules. First, okay, we're going to pause 10 seconds Just for station identification. Nobody say anything. I'm not going to turn off the mics. Don't say anything. I gotta follow the rules here. Wait, where's the button? You're listening to KNON 89.3 FM in Dallas and Fort Worth, the voice of the people. Okay, carry on. Who's that guy? <laughs> Not me. Get out of here, man. <laughs> just ran in here naked and made a weird announcement and ran out. If you're just joining us, we're uh, Reckless Rock Radio. We're joined tonight by Sterling Winfield. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. Man. I'm really glad you're here. This. <laughs> Yes, we need about six more shows. We really to tell do. All these stories. You know, you would just want to join the cast, and when you're done telling stories, you don't have to work here. When anymore. you're done telling stories, Spicoli can come back. Okay. <laughs> well, who's going to ask him all the questions? You? No, we'll just let him go. Well, who's that? I'll, just, I'll, I'll call in the questions. How's that? There you go. You there call you go. into number three here, and we'll all be <laughs> Okay, so this new lineup. Yes. I was skeptical as well as a fan. I'm speaking just specifically as a fan. I was skeptical as well, but I knew once they announced that this is going to be huge, this is going to be awesome, the music world needs this, I need this, this feels like I got my band back because I didn't come into Pantera until Vulgar Display of Power via Headbangers Ball. I didn't even know they were a local band until... The first show I saw wow. when people were talking about him. Yeah, they're from Arlington. You didn't know that? Amazing. No. Anyway, um, new music. Could it possibly <laughs> happen? Is it blasphemous I to even was, ask such no, a thing? Listen, and man. I'm only saying this as a fan because I just saw those clips and right. even the crappier quality ones. I was just like, oh, this is so good. I this will, is so awesome. I will say this. Okay. Okay, look, guys. Uh, it's not unheard of. It's not blasphemous. Uh, I will say that it is entirely plausible. It is entirely possible. But at this point in time, I don't know that anybody's looking that far down the road. They've got a, they've got a world tour to yeah, tackle, man, exactly. for the next two years. Wow. And, and they are going to be... Oof busy doing that now could it happen yes would you be cool with it um it depends man uh because there's obviously again, if the songs again are, are, are good it, it has to be done it has right. to be right done right like the like yeah. the whole this whole thing You're okay right. the whole tour that's happening it has to be done properly and i don't really feel comfortable if it were to happen i would not feel comfortable calling it pantera right I that's don't fair. think that would be. That's I don't totally think that would be classy. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way, and I'll just leave it at that for sure. now. Sure, but 
it's just this you know, lineup, you know. <laughs> this lineup could make some yeah, very yeah. badass music. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. really all I and want. And the music, the music the is, is all that matters. Really irrelevant yeah. to me. I just want yeah. this lineup to record something. Oh man, are you, t- are you just kidding me? It would be foolish not to. Oh man, like, it would be it, that. W- it would be blasphemous for not to not take care of. T- take a, take advantage of that amount of talent all in one room. Right. You know what I mean? That's silly. Again, here we are back to silly. Right? <laughs> Stop and, that silliness. You, you would produce it, right? That I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I might have to sit that one out, or or I might have to get a little taste test. I don't know, but you know, I think the most important thing would be that I would have to be asked or invited, and, and well, I wouldn't want to force myself on, on anybody there, uh, but it would be a trip, and, sure. and it wouldn't be, uh, it, it would be fun. Uh, it wouldn't be my first time recording Zach, but it would uh, be my first time to record Charlie, and again, just a monster talent behind the kit so it would be another feather in the cap for sure way cool yeah thank you for that yeah that's all i had as far as controversial stuff goes (laughs) he's already addressed all the big ones i didn't have to (laughs) (laughs) now how many shows are you probably going to see on this world tour Uh, how many do you plan on being present at for one reason or another i would I would like to see the one when it comes through here next sure. year, November. Um, it, it, November. Uh, uh, November of next year. Oh, excuse me. Twenty four. Uh, hopefully, um, that's doable. Um, I'm thinking. Wait, wait, wait. Is there, yeah, yeah. Hold up. What's you just this? let the cat out of the nope. bag, man. Yeah. What do you mean? No, I'm saying for me. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I hope. Yeah. I, I hope that uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, take work on that day like right. a dummy because I, I, I rarely even know what day of the week it is uh, I hope my 16 year old sure. teenager doesn't kill me right. uh, you know a lot can happen thing. in a year now you know? b- before we change gears on, on, on where you're what you're doing now right before we change gears on that I want to know what is uh, what are some of the most ridiculous things you've read or heard or uh, witnessed. Look at you asking the juicy stuff. Yeah. Oh, Online let me find about, out, the, about this whole thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Though? Like, if, I mean, you, if you had to pick two things that you read online that were absolutely, completely crazy and ridiculous. Well, the the one that I was showing you yeah. earlier was yeah. insane. Oh. That's that's way over the top. That's it's not even insane. worth discussing. No, it's it's so the guy couldn't even get yeah. the grammar right. I don't even want to qualify that guy. Anyway, yeah. uh, I don't know, you know man. That this kind of couldn't. There are, it's all a blur at this yeah. point. Um, you know, first, first of all, before I go any further, I, I wanted yeah. to say my teenager is not going to kill me. Okay, <laughs> please. In fact, Adrian, if you're listening, I love you, buddy. Go to bed. Go to bed. Uh, Turn, don't listen to the radio. You learn terrible things. Bad on people. It's Eleven yeah. o'clock, and you're yeah. making a sixteen year old go to bed. Yeah. Wow. Nah, he'll probably be up till about one. He's on Fortnite or something. <laughs> G- GTA, yeah. talking with his friends. Uh, but uh, there has yeah. been so much, uh, and there are so many people out there that are literally just cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Yeah. That that are like, uh, I I knew them for so long, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, this is just wrong, and I, this just all of that, all the negativity. I I can't really pick two out just because yeah. there was a barrage <laughs> right. of it. It was it's been a blur. This ain't here nothing but a cash grab. 
that that's that's really popular. Yeah. Why shouldn't they get paid for their hard work? Yeah. Like you wouldn't go back to your old job if you got offered this amount of money? Preach, brother. Preach. Don't <laughs> yes, do it for you free. Would. Don't do it for well, free. Well, I would you couldn't pay me to go. Oh, I bet we could. It I bet is, if you had free tickets dangling you know, in front of your face, you would go. Oh, dude, it's been like this since Vinny died. It's been like this since before Vinny died. You know, people yelling at us. You sold his knives and his forks and his underwear. And you, <laughs> you sound just no, like him. <laughs> we didn't. We did not sell his knives and his forks and spoons and his underwear. Okay, relax. Do you got any of those left? No. All right. Well, what did I just buy? I got Sold these, them all. I got yeah. these pair of drawers that somebody said were Vinnie yeah, Paul's. Right. Are you saying they're not legit? Oh my God! And just can you find them for me? Just <laughs> you, you, you guys should have given that money to charity. You, you're all acting like you're giving. Oh, and, and if what they man? only knew, if they only knew, and it's just so sad to me. Right. I just, uh, I. Well, I, 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 I okay. I, they I, had I, one. I okay. Okay. I, I, I have to address this. People what? seem to think they were gazillionaires. They don't. They yeah. didn't have Metallica money. They had one number one album, and mm. most of the albums all went platinum. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know the actual sales figures, but mm. they didn't have like you know Metallica money. No, <laughs> I don't know how right. else to put not it. Even, not even meh. Okay. <laughs> These guys, okay, Rex and Phil, from my knowledge, live pretty you know modest you know within their means lives i mean they don't have to like work day jobs i don't think but it's, they don't they're not you know like i said gazillionaires it is so it this is cash amazing. grab this whole well thing, of course they need to get paid the whole thing stems from uh a funny thing called fame <laughs> and people think that fame and fortune go hand in hand sure. and unfortunately they do not uh for well in some cases they don't uh <laughs> Uh, fame is probably one of the worst drugs out there. It is unrelenting. It does not pay uh, just in and of itself unless you're a Kardashian and uh, you have zero skills. Right. Uh, but the the point is, is that, you know, the people that Vinny put in charge of his estate, he chose very carefully. Sure. Very carefully. And we all contribute something to the estate that he knew that we would and he knew that we would keep the legacy on track <laughs> and i'm not going to go into details here especially yeah. not financially but uh <clears throat> more along the lines of people commenting about i, I knew Vinny's heart and he wouldn't want this and no you don't know that right. and you were not aware of Anything other than a paid bar tab for the last few years. So, you know, guys, <clears throat> we were put there for a reason, not right, you. Right. And we're the ones running this, not you. And that's where it, that's where it is. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Domino. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, I, I would assume that any artist of any kind whatsoever, um, <sighs> the, you know, the reason they're artists is because they, they want to show the world what they can create and and I don't think there's an artist out there that would want it to just end and never be dealt with again and put it in a box and buried you know exactly uh, it, you know you do this because you want people to hear exactly. it you want people to enjoy it you want people to go out and mosh around and if you, you don't know. if you don't want to yeah. be famous if you don't want your art to be known then why are you trying right exactly you know don't be jealous don't be petty don't be hate hateful uh, 
much, you know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, but we've I don't got, have a legacy, but if I did, I sure would want it to last a lot longer exa- than me. It's, it you is, know, that's what I'm putting all my effort into it for. Sure. You, you, want, you want a legacy? Everybody wants a legacy. Sure. You know? Absolutely. So we're there, and <clears throat> I've got mine, and... and legacy and you've got yours whether you think you oh. do or not and so is Spicoli and, and we all do we all have a part to play well Spicoli that's called a record it's not called a legacy a record <laughs> yeah a rap sheet it's a little it's a little different but. oh yeah man <laughs> uh, serve right. your country <laughs> what are you or doing serve now? time where are we now so I don't know. No, that's, Dallas? Uh, no, that's where I mean. Where, where, where oh, are you that's up where to? Going? That's where we're going to go. Unless you have more. Oh no, you got more. You got merciful fate. You got all kinds of stuff to go on. Huh? Well, we, we can. We can what's come back. Sterling doing now? We, yeah. we can come back to merciful fate. We still uh, got. Can I? Can I say one more? Uh-huh. Can I say one more thing here? You can here say anything about, you want. Yeah, this is the, your show the, tonight. The uh, quote unquote, uh, all they can scream is, "This is a cash grab." Do you? Any of you people know how much touring costs anymore? Yeah. Do you know how much it costs? Well, right. the ticket price is any indication. Yeah. The ticket price is an indication of, uh, well, inflation and, sure. and uh, what state our country is in at the moment, sure. which I'm not going to get off into yeah, that. Boy, that's a whole different show. That's a whole You mean we're problem. not going to talk politics? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we'll be right No, back. but we are going to take a little spin on religion. Here we go, kids. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, but no, it's... It, for just for someone to get in a car and go play a gig costs them money, and I don't care how famous you are. Sure. It costs them money to do what they do, and they have to secure a very huge amount of money before they even step on a stage. Sure. Because they've got to pay outrageous. Just the insurance alone uh-huh. would choke a horse. Yeah. And they have no idea how much money these guys are not going to go home with and right. it's sad that that's what they're thinking about instead of the music right so yeah. any of you people think this is about money you're sorely yeah. mistaken it's 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 a train wreck anymore to put on a show and go home with two dollars in your pocket yeah. using all this logic and reason my head's about to explode yeah I think half the yeah it's, it's is too. too much like right isn't it <laughs> so any anywho uh what's yes. next are you excited or, uh, about uh <laughs> forgot what i was gonna say are you excited about of course you missed it guys what? you can't see what's happening wow. but spicoli's having a conniption for <laughs> I thought he was having a so, seizure a little bit. But. Some kind of stroke. Okay. How excited were you, is how I meant to put this. How excited were you, Sterling? Curtains up. The oh, yeah. Phil's, uh, I forgot what music that was. I don't know what that is either, but it's it, a weird song. It is. It? It, Heaven. Yeah. That, that it's weird song, one of yeah. Phil's side projects yeah. one of, that I'm not as familiar with. Jennifer pointed that out to me. She <laughs> outmetaled me. <laughs> anyway, how excited were you when that music's going on and then the curtain drops and then the opening notes of a new level kick in? What, how did that, how, take me there. How did okay. that feel Okay, when that happened? When I was back in my 20s and every, for that about the first year that I toured with, with them and I was Rex's bass tech, Every night, I would get extremely nervous before the show. 
before mm-hmm. they kicked in the new level. That was their big kickoff song. And after a while, you kind of get used to it. And then so like by the time I'm doing like part of the 101 Proof Tour, the the Real Steel Tour, things were wrapping up. It wasn't, the butterflies weren't quite as bad. And so it was kind of a subdued, I was like, yeah, we're going to do a show. It's cool. Yeah, it's exciting. Let's have fun. But that, in Mexico, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in my 20s again. It felt like that. My my adrenaline was just going bonkers. Right. And it was, I had not been that nervous since I was in my 20s. I would imagine there was like all kinds of emotions going through you. Oh, man. Um, That... At the same time, and, yeah, and adrenaline and, and you know sadness and yeah. greatness and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was. It you can just you can feel you know how sure. goes for a big show. You can just feel the electricity <laughs> yeah. in the air. Yeah, you know it's palpable. Right, energy in the room. So come on, August now. <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Yeah, I swear. Yep. I got goosebumps just hearing him talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Damn, dude. Yeah. Woo. That was awesome. All right, on that note, let's uh, delve a little into your catalog. Now, what are you doing now? The uh, What's the latest thing you, you brought us? Or the, the latest thing you've been doing that you brought us? You wanted me. to do... Trigger. Oh, you want to go ahead and do yeah. that? Yep. All right, so I've been working with these guys on and off for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, great bunch of guys from Oklahoma City. Uh, Nor- Norman, Oklahoma is kind of oh where they're God, based. I feel so stupid. Why did I think they were from El Paso? Yeah. No, no, no. This That's the other guys. That's that's, that's what we're going to do, I think. Oh, you're going to do yes. that one? Yes. I think. Where am I at? I don't know. Where are you at? You said you were going to say... Trigger, trigger figure. Okay. That's the guys from Oklahoma. They're called oh. They're called Fist of Five. Oh. And oh, I labeled it wrong. That's my bad. You did. You threw me off. Dirty bird. Ah, see, that's my bad. Fist of five. Now it Fist makes Fist of five. All right, let's do Now, that. they are, I love these cats. Uh, they are very cool dudes. We got the immense honor of getting to not only go to Ashland, Oregon, to record at uh, Miss the, the incomparable Miss Sylvia Massey's right. place uh, there in Oregon, uh, but it, we were the last band to actually record in there, I think, before oh. she sold that space, and now she just has her her other space that's her big giant Atmos yeah, right. uh, thing with the big giant uh, microphone museum where right. she has like literally every yeah, microphone ever made. I follow her on Facebook. Dude, and she's man, a maniac. Some of those I love her. Are crazy. I love her. <laughs> So any and she's got a lot. You think I got stories? Oh my, <laughs> that woman's got some stories. Uh, but uh, just uh, we got to record it there. She was co-producing uh, alongside us, and then brought it back here. I mixed it, and this is the latest release off of that EP, and it features a guy named Christopher Voles that's in a band called Flaw. Oh yeah, and. Uh, Johnny Three Tears, who is in a band called The Hollywood Undead. Oh, yeah. I remember them, too. So they're picking up some vocal duties here, mm-hmm. along with the Johnny Gates, the singer for Fist of Five. And uh, this is the latest offering. And now this is a world premiere. Uh, I, I asked the guys if I could play it on the radio, and they awesome. said yes. So it doesn't officially drop until January 6th. Awesome. 
Well, thank you guys. Thank you. And I, Exclusive. Thank you, Sterling. The, I just want to say for uh, Steve and DJ, ice cream. <laughs> this is my big shout out to ice cream. That's for you guys. Inside joke. <laughs> Fist of five, right? Fist of five, and the name of the song is Trigger Finger Lover. It's Reckless Rock Radio, KNON 89.3. Crank it up! A little turbulence coming up should be no problem. Just remain in your seat until the sign is turned off. Thank you for your cooperation. Local music lives on Reckless Rock Radio. Nice. Only on KNON 89.3 FM. That's your favorite. That's your favorite? Yeah. The voice of the people. Going back to 1998. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's that not two seconds. <laughs> exactly. The metal. Going back to 98 from uh, Dead Again. The album was Dead Again. That was Merciful Fate with Crossroads. King Diamond from the same year off the album Voodoo with the track Voodoo. It's Reckless Rock Radio, KNON 89.3 FM. And both of those, Sterling Winfield's children. I didn't do it. (laughs) I didn't write them. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I got to work on them. They were your If you worked on them, they're your children as far as I'm concerned. uh, It's the world's children. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Sterling, I got to ask, because I know you were there at uh, Hell and Heaven Fest with the return of Pantera, also on the bill, Judas Priest, uh, Scorpions, Striper, and Merciful Fate. Uh, there was some huge controversy this past week that didn't include Pantera. It included uh, Merciful Fate singer King Diamond as well as Striper frontman Michael oh, Sweet. Oh, yes. I saw now, that. Now, the world was turned upside down because <laughs> you have two veteran musicians backstage at a festival in Mexico behaving like adults. <laughs> Oh my God! They they took a picture, man. Did you see it? Say it isn't so. A born again Christian took oh a God. picture with a Levian Satanist. I can't believe it's true. Now, yeah, I saw that. How is your world turned upside down by this? Yeah. And have you been able to sleep since? Are you gonna be okay? I, I, I it wasn't. I uh, <laughs> think I probably went and took a poop after that. <laughs> He called it poop. No, Uh, no, listen, guys, they're just people at the end of the day. And I loved that picture when I saw it. it Me too. I lit up like a Christmas tree. It's beautiful. Are you kidding me? That was so cool to see Michael Sweet and King just yucking it up, man. What a cool picture. Absolutely. Listen, we're (laughs) we're all in the same business. We're all on the same team. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're trying to bring music to the world. And... Come on, man. Yeah, let's let's get real. I just here. love the comments. Music, it's art. from both sides. How can you to- how can you play a show with somebody like that? And it's like, do you really think any of these yeah. guys care? Well, you count who's the four. on the bill. You count it's, the four, and then you well, start a song. It's called. It's yeah, it's exactly. How, that's how you do it. Exactly. They're you getting, get up and you do your job. Yeah. <laughs> go and make the donuts. Yeah, you collect the paycheck. You play your songs. You go home. Speaking of donuts, Uh-oh. I bumped into Ingve in the airport in Mexico City. <laughs> Uh, that what was that, goes, sell- that was, goes nowhere. That's all I've got. Was he selling donuts? No. <laughs> no, he was not. Oh, he was a customer. I get it. <laughs> Any, anywho. All right, so, St- 
Sterling, you worked on Voodoo and Dead Again. What was the difference between working on a King Diamond solo album and a Merciful Fate record? And keep in mind, we could do two hours of me just asking you King Diamond yeah, and right, Merciful Fate questions. Right. So I'm trying to get the so, good ones out of the way. Okay, I'll because make I know this we short need to move and sweet. On. I'll make this short and sweet. But now, uh, actually, we did those albums back to back at. Nomad recording over in Carrollton. Uh, it's it's a different studio now, but uh, it used to be based over in Carrollton. Uh, Nomad's still around. It's just smaller, and it's over mm-hmm. in Grapevine, I think. And uh, what's the one in Carrollton called now? Empire, I think. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, the uh, we did it over the course of about three or four months there and we were supposed to get a little break in between King Diamond. We did King Diamond Voodoo first and then we did Dead Again and we were supposed to get a little break you know and have a little time off. We do 12 hour days every day 12 to 12 and uh, King is... Midnight to noon or noon to midnight? Noon to midnight. Noon to midnight. And uh, King is... uh, his work ethic is something that rubbed off on me really in a very good way because he is a uh what's the word he's a workhorse mm-hmm. i guess that's i mean he really is and he takes this really seriously and uh just i i loved that about him still love it about him and uh that dude really helped cement a work ethic that I already had, but he really just helped cement it. Mm-hmm. And just the way he listens and the way he, I learned a lot working for him. And I owe a lot to that dude because he kind of took a green engineer and kind of let me go cuckoo, you know, a little <laughs> bit. And uh, he, uh, the the difference b- between the two is that, we, well, we were supposed to have that little break anyways. And I got, uh, we didn't get the break because Voodoo went a little bit long, and uh, so we went straight into Dead Again, and it was talk about culture shock because you think, oh, I'm still working with King yeah. Diamond, and we're doing this and doing yeah. that, and it's like, no, you're not. It's different now. Now it's a whole band dynamic. We're going from a solo artist right. to a whole band dynamic here, right. and so he was like, Instead of it being, uh, this is the King Diamond thing, we're doing this my way, I'm producing sure. this, we're, and, and it's meticulous and it's exacting, we, it, it switched gears to more of a rock and roll kind of uh, atmosphere <laughs> vibe you know old school metal vibe where it was just like yeah man let's just get this down and what whatever you want to do you know he wasn't looking over my shoulder for it as intensely as he was for the king diamond stuff which i understand that's that's a whole different ball of cats you know so that that being the difference and uh yeah rolling one right into the other we worked for like a hundred and 10 days straight the only good thing about that that i can think of is at least you were at home yeah. yeah, you weren't like yeah. some country, some city in the middle of nowhere that you no, don't know anybody. No, it in. wasn't like yeah. that. No, at least that, you were at home. That's those, a good thing. Those destination studios can oh. get a little rough on the old feels after a minute or two. Yeah. You know, they can. You can. It's it's cool, and a lot of them are very very nice studios. But at the end of the day, you're like, I want to go home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Especially after that long. Oh yeah. Sure. So yeah, it was it was cool. I could yeah. go home at the end of the night. Do you uh, still? 
keep in touch with His Majesty? Uh, I haven't talked to him since he played the uh, Bomb Factory last, uh, when it was still Bomb Factory down in Deep Ellum here, uh, and uh, had a good talk. And he's been on a roll since then. And I did speak with his uh, lovely wife, Livia, not too long ago. And she said when this wraps up, he would love to get together. And awesome. I just I can't wait to see that day. Very cool. So I think he wants Metallica tickets. He, I'll see what I can do. I can't. I can't promise him, but I'll see what I can do. He needs tickets, dude. He, needs, he knows you're the guy. I hear he knows the drummer. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I had to go there. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but <laughs> all right, we got to do a couple quick public service announcements, and we'll be right back to wrap things up with the great Sterling Winfield. Don't go anywhere; it's Reckless Rock Radio and K and Win eighty nine point three. We're back with Sterling Winfield. It's Reckless Rock Radio and K and Win eighty nine point three FM. Big Mix Lee, I'm Spicoli. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Radio Clash presents with DJ Laser Prick is up next, and we'll take you to the four AM hour. We will be back next Sunday. Don't forget Thrashing and Thursdays from 8 to midnight on Hard Time Radio. Raven and Lex in the Dungeon, midnight, uh, midnight to 4 a.m. on Saturday nights for a complete programming guide of KNON. Log on to KNON.org and find something you like. We've got music for everyone, all kinds of tastes for every music fan in your life. Sterling, thank you so much for being here. I've been doing this a long time, off and on. This has been one of the funnest nights I've ever had doing radio. Thank you so much wow, for being cool. here. You, I mean that from the bottom you, of my heart. I've wanted man, you in you. here since we started this. I was thinking who we're going to get first. I thought you would have been one of the first ones. Uh, I'm a little offended six, by that. Six years later, we're finally getting you on. Thank you, Lee, for hooking this up. I'm a little offended. I know just, are he home. just told me that we had no fun for the last six no years. Fun. I said, this is not what you I said. You know, this I'm the longest relationship he's ever had. You know that, right? You work with Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I this is heard. the most fun he's ever had. I this is I'm offended. No. I'm offended. One it's alright right. I know his boss. All good. I get it. I get it. No, and this, uh, hey, guys. Will you please super come, fun. Will I will you please come back and see us? Absolutely. And not in six years before six absolutely. years. Absolutely. I'll come back uh, tomorrow. Sure. I'll come back in the morning. There I don't go. I don't want to go to my other job. <laughs> Well, you can hang out with me. Oh, I don't Jerry. have to work tomorrow. That's awesome. So, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. You you mentioned your other job. Well, how cool is it that people can actually go and have you teach them uh, what you do best? How spectacular! I don't, I don't is that? You know. know what you're I mean? gonna have to ask some yeah. of them, but but I uh, we're listen. getting phone calls. That's probably Carrie right now. Oh so. boy, yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting, but most of the kids don't even know who I am. They don't even have a clue, and I I don't say that as a flex or anything like that. I'm saying it as uh, they don't like till about halfway through the semester. They're like, "Wow, dude, uh, I didn't know that you did this and that and the other." Because kids, kids surprise, don't, they don't pay attention. Right. Anymore, sure. their attention span is TikTok. Well, they um, they have uh, a master teacher, and they don't, I, they don't even understand it. Hey, I I try to tell them. I say, hey, I'm kind of a big deal, and they go, no, you're not. You were a very big deal. You've always been a very big deal. You no, always be a very big deal. No, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the day, and I I work with these kids, and they're they're funny. 
kids today are funny. It is a trip. So uh, I will say that the, I learned just as much from them as, as they learned from me, honestly. I, I really feel like that. And I've learned a lot of cool stuff by teaching. Well, that's so very one of, one of the One of the neatest uh, things I've ever done, quite honestly. So I love it. Well, thank you once again for being here. And real quick, any parting words regarding your career or in regards to uh, your affiliation with Pantera and the state of Pantera today? Any last words? No, because I'm going to let the music and what's happening now speak for itself. Uh, I think it is speaking in volumes. Take that, haters. (laughs) Take that, haters. Can we at least get a live album out of it, do you think? I don't see why not. Sure. I'm sure there'll be a DVD. There's got to be. There's got to be. It's fun. It's a great. A DVD would be perfect right now because they can include the video of the brothers and they can include it all and make it a proper package. It could all be a thing. Absolutely. Again, you know, uh, again, yeah, I have no words other than just let go of your misconceptions and enjoy the art. Enjoy the music, please. Right. That's it. I'm sure the brothers wrote it. The music, so that you they can didn't, enjoy it. They didn't write it for it to be uh, right. stopped in its tracks exactly. as soon as they passed away. Exactly. Stop that. Right. Silly people. Right. You heard it, folks. The man has spoken. <laughs> Domino, let's enjoy this ride, shall and, we? And before we leave, and we're, when we do leave, we're, we're going to play some more new projects from you. We're going to... Oh. Yeah, we're uh, going to okay. do the other one. Now we're going to El Paso. Now we're, now going, we're going to El Paso. Now we're going to El Paso. See, I knew I was yeah. thrown off. These gentlemen, I, I love them to death. Love, we had, love, We love had way too much racers. fun. It was, it was practically illegal. Yeah, I mean, it, it was too much yeah, Everything I did with them was practically this. illegal, yeah. so yeah. Absolutely. We used to go over to Juarez because it wasn't legal here. I'm just thinking about it, I get a headache, <laughs> actually. Good God, what did you guys do with this band? Oh, my. <laughs> Twice we did it with, especially Eddie. He came through trees one time, and oh, it was brutal. It was fun, but brutal. And Mm -hmm. then they came through the other venue that I worked at, and that was again we. It was (laughs) it was crazy. Y'all are staying after the (laughs) bell rings. I got to hear all about this. We were were staying late. Yeah, man. (laughs) Or early. I don't know. Shout out to the boys in El Paso. Love you guys. Brand new Pissing Razors right now. This is Left for Dead. It's Reckless Rock Radio and KNON 89.3 FM. We'll see you next week.